Um, but we're not here to talk about Aquaman today, Dorian. We are not. On this lovely episode 38 <laughs> of The Couch. I would say thankfully we are not, but I don't know that what we are talking about is much better. So I think it'll get there. We'll make we'll we'll force it. We'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> what we do on this show, folks, is we yeah. f- we jam square pegs in round holes <laughs> all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we come in with a trailer and a biased agenda for how we want to <laughs> talk, and we take that trailer and we just punch it <laughs> in the face <laughs> until it until it says, "Okay, fine, let's talk about imperialism or whatever." You yeah, know, it just. It just goes down that road. Yeah. So. Let's talk about the wall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, given that we're talking about Mary Poppins today, I think uh, it's reasonable to expect that, you know, cannibalism isn't off the table. It's we not. Might, I don't we, think cannibalism we, we is could ever, get off, there. ever off the table. It's never been off the table. Never. <laughs> In the history of humanity. Let's face it, folks. 2019, guys, we're coming with shirts. That's going to be the first one. Cannibalism push come, push comes to shove. Yes. Part of your brain is going to push that, that thought to the forefront of your mind. You're going to go... It's not the worst idea. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, I'm Bobby Navia. And I am Dorian Weinzimmer. Welcome back to the couch, everybody. Episode 38. 38. This is your first time listening. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to the show. Or fuck off if you're a jerk. I don't know. I just saw Die Hard last night, last night at the music box. Yeah. So, welcome to the party, pal, <laughs> is what I'm going to go with. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I always just think of uh, Total Recall. See you at the party, Richter. Yes. Fucking yes. Oh, Michael Ironside just crushing it, <laughs> as he do. Um, so, yes, uh, today we are reviewing-ish, uh, but talking about the trailer to Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah, because that's kind of what we do on this show, isn't it, Bobby? We do. We talk about movie trailers. Yeah. We nitpick the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, we do an off-ramp. Yep. In which things go a little nuts. Yeah. And... We propose what I think what we should just call like our best case scenarios mm. or or just alternatives. Yes. Based on what we've seen in the trailer and maybe, you know, one little tiny implication that's in there is extrapolated to some ridiculous extreme. Yes. And uh, we posit that perhaps this might be what the film is. Right. And we all know it isn't. But hey, you know what? There's if you believe in the multiverse. Yeah, <laughs> there is a there is a parallel universe where this version of that movie exists, and that's just you know that's a nice thing to think about sometimes. And sometimes it it's gets comforting. us to want to see the movie, but we know we're not going to get that movie. Yeah, it For still instance, feels like even though it will never be manifested in this world, it still feels like an act of creation because we know that in another version of this yes. world, now it exists <laughs> because the idea has been put forth, and there's something beautiful to that. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, some past episodes, we've written a fantastic gay fan fiction for. The Crimes of Grindelwald. Still. Still. I'm still kind of thinking about it sometimes. I, me too, yeah. Um, and Just write it on spec, yeah. We also uh, did a revisionist version of Robin Hood called Two Robin, Two Hood. Two Robin, Two Hood, which, yeah, that one, of all the off-ramps, I feel like that one is probably the most likely to actually get made. Yes. Like, that, I... I feel like somewhere, like, a Hollywood executive saw the title of our podcast, and they were like... Damn. Who's, who's talking out of school? No, like <laughs> like it was already in development. Like the oh. script to Robin to Hood okay. was like on his desk. And yeah. he's like, how did these fucking guys in Chicago find out about God this? God damn it. And then listen to the episode and was like, oh, no, they're just jackasses. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Well, we just watched the trailer. Yeah, we did. For, for Mary Poppins Returns. Mary Poppins fucking Returns. Do you know who directed this movie? Rob Marshall. Rob Marshall. Rob Marshall. Rob Marshall started in dance, in, in theater. Yeah. Like musical and, theater. Uh, Sad, uh, sad news. Uh, Penny Marshall just uh, just passed away. Penny Marshall did just pass away. It's a bummer. I don't think they're related though. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's his daughter. Wait, you mean son? Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall. Yeah, is a girl. A Penny Marshall is a girl. A woman. Yeah. Yes. I'm pretty sure Rob she's Marshall. Rob Marshall's daughter. No, what? Rob Marshall's not that old. Isn't he? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Who am I thinking of then? I don't know who you're thinking of. Yeah. That's not... Um, well, yeah. I don't have my phone nearby. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to the bottom of this. We'll look it up. But I'm we, pretty sure they actually they were, are, related. are related there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't... I, I didn't know. And I think Rob Marshall's pretty old. No. <laughs> he's not old. <laughs> we're like like Dick Van Dyke old? Like in the trailer old? Yeah. No. And who am I thinking of then? Uh-uh. I don't know who you're thinking of. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe Penny Marshall's Rob Marshall's mom. And maybe I had it the other way around. Maybe. Yeah. That's what I thought be. you I'm, meant. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're related. But okay. I thought for some reason I thought Rob Marshall was the elder. No. Of Mm-mm. the two. Yeah. Mm-mm. Rob Marshall, yeah, he's, uh, I mean, like maybe in his like 50s, maybe okay. like late 40s, 50s. He did, uh, like, his first movie was the movie adaption to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did Nine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he did Nine. He did uh, a Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, oh, right, I believe. Right. Yep. And um, Memoirs of a Geisha. He did that one. Uh, and also Into the Woods. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah for That's Disney. right. Yeah, with Anna Kendrick, right? Yeah, uh, Anna Kendrick, yeah. James Corden, Emily Blunt was in that one as well. That's right. Um, Did Johnny Depp have a cameo in that or something? He's super small. Yeah. Like, he's in and out, which yeah. is probably, like, the best Johnny Depp role he's had in a while. That's, uh, I mean... Yeah, it was great. If you're going to put Johnny Depp in your fucking movie at this point, like, make that the case. <laughs> Just <laughs> minimize it <laughs> as much as possible. Um, he's become insufferable. But, uh, yeah, I've listened to a lot of interviews with Rob Marshall about this movie mm-hmm. uh, lately, and um, it is an original musical. It's all original uh, music that him and the producers and you know composers wrote right. and came up with and stuff uh, like that. Lin Manuel Miranda, mm-hmm. had, I'm guessing, did a lot of the songwriting as well. Right? I don't know if he did a lot of it actually. I think mm. I think I'm sure he contributed to it, but they yeah. had like you know composers and you know he's written music before as well and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, I did I did not know that it was an original musical like for film mm-hmm. you know so um i thought they might have just used some some stuff from the original movie which we were talking about it before we started recording yeah uh i you know you said that you you really don't have a connection to the original Mm-mm. um at all neither do i really i yeah. think the most i remember is uh like the uh, you know dick van dyke is in the original one is one of the chimney sweepers right and right. i just remember like that sequence like the chimney sweepers having a musical sequence and stuff, but like that's about it. You know, I, I don't know. I think the two main characters, you know, Ben uh, Wishaw and uh, Emily Mortimer, Mortimer yeah. in the movie, they are adult versions of two of the kids from right. the original movie, but I have no idea who they are. Like, yeah. I, I can't even <laughs> tell you what happened to them uh-huh. and their parents, you know, whatsoever. So, um, hopefully, there's a recap. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Or, or it doesn't really matter all right. that much. Um, my uh yeah no I was saying that uh I know I've seen the original mm-hmm. like I know I have yeah sort of just innately I can feel it in my bones yes. you know at some point in my life 
But I couldn't tell you, like, I, I can't point to a specific memory of mine where I'm like, oh, yeah, we watched it, you know, this mm-hmm. Christmas or whatever, like, you know, when I was five. Yeah. Um, I think I just saw it when I was, like, super young. And just on top of it, like, I, I'm not really into musicals, mm-hmm. like, at all. No? There's uh, not even one that you were like, eh, this was cool. Uh, just the ones that, like, are exceptions, basically, you know, like the South Park movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Could yeah. Say okay, yes. Or, like, yes. Dancer in the Dark, which right. uses the form against itself. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, there's ones... And, like, there's things I can respect about them. Like, um, uh, my my wife, Hannah, uh, really, really likes Meet Me in St. Louis. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because it was one they watched a lot when she was growing up and stuff. And, like, you know, there's... So I've I've seen that a couple of times. The music box showed a 35 millimeter print of it like mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Christmas, and so like I bought tickets, and you know we went and saw it because I knew she'd really enjoy seeing that. Oh, that's cool. So I've seen it a couple of times, and it has its moments. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's like there's good filmmaking going on there, and the director of that movie in particular, Vincent Minnelli, uh-huh. um, super famous director Scorsese, also is like he's one of Scorsese's like you know gods. Guys. Okay, because he did like a lot of like old Hollywood like musicals mm-hmm. and dramas and stuff like he's sort of was the guy that did a lot of them and uh, also uh, Liza Minnelli's father oh okay. I know that for sure all right yeah. <laughs> um, I forget uh, Judy oh and Judy Garland right yes yeah yeah was, and she was in a bunch of his musicals that's how they met and then they yeah had Liza but anyway um, so I don't really you know I can appreciate like you know the filmmaking qualities of them and especially like those older ones where you know, there was so much that was kind of like spectacle filmmaking for their time. Yes. They didn't have big action blockbusters like we do now or like, you know, big sci-fi, you know, excursions or Marvel, you know, would be sort of like the epitome of the spectacle filmmaking mm-hmm. these days. Um, you know, so the, but they were, you know, done on this like just absurd scale uh, on a practical level, you know, and I can right. really I always really appreciate that where it's just like. No, we had like 5,000 extras, you know, like all in costume on this like, you know, square mile set, you know, <laughs> yeah. like orchestrating this enormous, you know, fucking like dance and stuff. And like, sure, I, you know, I respect and appreciate the hell out of that. But, you know, I don't really enjoy watching it. And, you know, the movie doesn't really do a lot for me. Um, so, so yeah, so that's where I'm at with with musicals, musicals. in general. And then, and then, much like you know, uh, we've talked about many times on the show before. Um, uh, nowadays, uh, how I feel about a lot of modern spectacle filmmaking, you know, I think like uh, musicals are seeming to suffer some of the same uh, uh, issues. Oh yeah, namely like the abundance of like CGI mm. being utilized to you know enhance the fantastic element of it beyond what we could do like on a pra- from a practical standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and for me that robs some of like some of the movie magic. Okay. From these things when it's just like oh it's just I mean, you know it's just like you had the money to hire like five hundred people to just crunch this out on computers. Yeah. That's not like magic to me. You okay. know, that's just like. That's just like a numbers game, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, and sure, you had the resources to do this and mm-hmm. that's cool, you know, great, but it doesn't fill me with that sense of awe where, you know, even, yeah, a musical I don't enjoy, they do this giant pullback, yeah, you know, and you see like, you know, 7,000 people right. all doing a coordinated dance <laughs> number, you still go like, damn, you know, <laughs> I don't really, like yeah. this movie, but holy shit, yeah, like that's yeah. impressive, you know. Um, whereas if the same shot happened, but it's just like a bunch of CGI, it's like, well, yeah, you fucking copy pasted it and they were all synced up perfectly because yeah. it was in a fucking computer. Like, right. 
No shit. <laughs> There's a, um, what do you call it? I know for this movie, you know, Rob Marshall, I talked about, uh, you know, in the original movie, there's a sequence where it's all. Uh, oh, Gary Marshall. Oh, it's. That's his, Penny Marshall's dad. That's his brother. Their brother and sister. Brother and brother sister. And that's right. Sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there it is. That's, that's, what, that's, that's who about. I was thinking of. Gotcha. Was Gary okay, Marshall. Because right, right. he's old. Yes. 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 That's why I was like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, and then as soon as you mentioned, yeah, like he directed he directed Chicago and stuff, I'm like, wait, I'm thinking of a different Marshall. Yes. I feel it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Rob Marshall, I I believe you're correct, has no relationship yeah, to right. Gary and Penny Marshall. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right, we figured it out. Mm-hmm. You just edit all that nonsense out anyway. So I'm but keeping it in. If you do, yeah. I feel like we solved it. Somebody listening has been like infuriated yeah. for the past ten minutes. And when someone is just like so you know when did when did Dorian really lose it? I'm gonna be like, actually, <laughs> I yeah. have it recorded. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's that sequence in the trailer where it's like uh, all animation. Yeah, yeah, right. And there's an actual sequence like that in the in the original movie. Right. With uh, um, I do remember that a little bit. Yeah, because yeah, that I, was a big deal, obviously, right. when it was done. And I heard that uh, Rob Marshall had talked about. They actually did that all hand-drawn animation. Okay, good. I was with, curious with elements of CGI, but the the you know the main bulk of it, like the penguins or the animals and all that other kind of stuff, is hand-drawn, like classic uh, Disney, classic yeah. animation to the point where they actually had to uh, bring uh, animators out of retirement to nice. recreate <laughs> it to actually do it. And he talked about like the collaborative process between sitting in a room. That was like the first thing that they shot mm-hmm. because the hand drawn mm-hmm. animation would take longer. Sure, to yeah. do uh, for every little thing that they had to do. That they essentially shot that sequence like three times. Okay, you know, once with with the actors, once with like a stand stand in for like a penguin, like a person, uh-huh. and then once like without you know different elements. Yeah, so that they had three versions uh, or three you know three versions of it to layer the animation over it, but how he would sit in the room with all these animators and when they would talk about what they would see in the scene, he was surprised that the way that they communicated with it, it, with him, is that they would be drawing as he spoke and then they would be like, and this? And they would hold up what, <laughs> what he was talking about. And he's just like, I've never sat with like a group of artists that the way they spoke was just through drawing. Yeah. And they would just like show you like... That's amazing. It was so yeah. cool. I was like, that's really fucking awesome to like you know, get a peek behind the curtain for how that happened like back then, Yeah, you know, right. now, you know, so um, that was really cool, you know, so it's been nice to hear that like the movie's gotten actually like a lot of good reviews. People mm-hmm. have been like, really, really dug it. Um, there's just something about the trailer that just doesn't like do it for me. Like I'm not overly excited to see it. How do you, musicals in general, how do you, yeah. how do you, where do you stand? Uh, I like musicals. Okay. I, I, I do. Um, I think I, I really like musicals that um, there just has to be something different on the screen that's like combating the musical element mm-hmm. to it, you know. Um, so I feel like um, as another I mean conversation I wanted to get into you with is like the Disney musical, yeah, right? Because all the almost all the Disney like animated or, or even like the live action has like some sort of musical element to them, sure, you yeah, know, yeah. in some form or fashion, right? But um, but yeah, like the, this movie, the trailer, I just feel like, um, I don't know if I want to say like, I just is like too hopeful or it's too like, I know everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, I don't know. <laughs> Still it's, says Disney on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, 
it just feels very like I don't I don't know if I'm uh, uh, really really digging like that kind of musical mm-hmm. where it's just like you know like a where it's like a lesson or, or this or, or that you know I'm I'm more like you know like Moulin Rouge where it's like yes it is a love story but it's like yeah fucking to take into the you, so you're degree. on that boz lerman tip a little bit yeah okay. yeah you know but also the, like Baz. I, I mean I, I know like we talked a little bit about it i think when we you know i remember you going more in depth about dancer in the dark i think when we talked about bohemian rhapsody because we were talking about like mm. music and movies or something oh, okay yeah i remember i remember um you going more in depth yeah about i that know movie. we talked to i yeah. thought originally i was just like it was probably the mama mia episode just because oh yeah maybe it was musical, that yes, but it yeah. could have been bo rap also right yeah um but I mean, I also like I like you know La La Land mm-hmm. a lot too. You okay. know, um, but also La La Land works for me because I feel like if you take the musical element out of it, like it is a pretty good drama. It's a okay. good love story. You know what I mean? So if they released a non-musical version of La La Land, I yeah. might actually watch it. One of these days, yeah. I'm gonna get you to watch it. <laughs> one of these days, it's gonna happen. First is West Side Story. We're gonna go one year, okay? Because, but um, one day, one yeah. day, yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, the one thing that threw me off from this trailer from the get-go was uh, <coughs> Lin Manuel Miranda's accent in it. Uh-huh. I just it just takes me out. I just want to <laughs> laugh out loud because it just feels like an SNL skit. Uh huh. You know, because I know that's not his voice. Right. And it right. just I just don't know why. Like I'm pretty sure Dick Van Dyke did not have that voice in the <laughs> original movie. So I just keep thinking of like. Lin-Manuel Miranda looking like an adult version of Oliver Twist, and I just want him to say, please, sir, can I have some more, like, in the movie? Yeah, yeah. Because that would just be the only reason for anybody to have that accent in the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm just like, why did you... No, why does he talk like this? this is, there's no reason whatsoever, you know? Um, but, uh, I mean, other than that, like, it looks, it looks fine. It looks like a fun movie. It looks like a Disney movie. Um, it definitely looks like a Disney movie. Like, a, it's a Disney yeah. movie. I will agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I think I'm a little done with the, maybe not a little, I am done with the live action remakes of Disney classics. Yeah. Oh, I mean, dude, the, the, it's just begun. I, I mean, know the it tide has. hasn't even arrived. I know. Yet. It yeah. Ha- I know. It's like, yeah. God, there's what? There's like 12 or 13 or something like that. Yeah. Like all in production. Mm-hmm. Not just like, yeah, in development. Like they're fucking shooting. Yeah. You're starting to see the trailers for them. All this, yeah, Aladdin disaster that <laughs> got unleashed upon the world a few days ago. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty pumped about that. That looks like it might have, you know, Jupiter ascending levels of terribleness mm-hmm. on offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I might have to go see it in the theater. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but I mean, I agree. I I never asked for the live action Disney stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who did. I think just, you know, people who make money. I'm trying to think of what the first one was. I can't even remember really. Um uh, the one that broke me was Beauty and the Beast. Oh, right. Cuz I really love I really like well, that that was the big one. Yeah. Yeah, that like kind of started this. I mm-hmm. think that was their sort of testing ground. Didn't Jungle Book come out before Beauty and the Beast though? Um the John Favreau one? Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I forgot yeah. about Jungle Book. I feel like Jungle Book is more so like 
you know, if 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 that didn't work out, they could have just been like, oh, it was a failed like Edgar Rice Burroughs, you know, adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas yeah. like, you know, Beauty and the Beast feels more like a distinctly like Disney property. You okay. know, that like yeah, I yeah. feel like, yeah, Jungle Book was almost kind of like a middle ground. Like, mm-hmm. OK, this is like it's a well known that this is an adaptation. Yeah. And of course, Beauty and the Beast is as well. But like it feels more like, you know, that's their right, you know, own property, mm-hmm. you know, Um. So, so anyway, yeah, I feel like that was more like the true Disney live action, yeah. uh, you know, uh, starter. They've done a few but, of them where they like take it from a different angle. Like I know they did Maleficent, which is Sleeping oh, Beauty. Oh yeah, but yeah. They went, no, that's a good. And point. I've never yeah. seen Maleficent, but I've heard just I've heard in general that it's a it's a good movie. Yeah, but I've never seen it before. I, uh, Tyler, our friend Tyler Crane, yeah, um, who is a, a huge Disney fanatic, uh-huh. um, he was very distraught by the fact that the dragon's breath was the wrong color in Maleficent. Oh. Yeah. He was like, he was just baffled by the choice. Yeah. You know, he was like, it's just, isn't it, is everybody it green like in the, in the cartoon? I th- it's one of the, yeah, I can't remember which is which. Okay. I, if I remember right in the cartoon, it's green. Yeah. And then in the movie, they made it blue. Interesting. And he was just like, I, just why? why? Like <laughs> why change? There was no reason it. to do it. that. And he was like, it just, you know, he's the type of guy, yeah, who will like one little thing will just totally ruin yeah. the hole for him. Okay. And I think that was it. But I think he said even prior to that, he was kind of just, it was okay. You know, yeah. Yeah. He was super excited about it. Like uh, yeah, the trailers and stuff. He was like, oh man. Yeah. Like Angelina Jolie, like this is going to be awesome. And nice. Yeah. He was pumped, but he said it was really, yeah, he thought kind of mediocre. And mm-hmm. then that, the dragon's breath, he thought really, that was the final straw for him. <laughs> so nice. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, you know, as you said, uh, you know, with this movie in particular with Mary Poppins, it's like, I don't know, like I'm, you know, I'm just not into the whole, like, let's make live action versions of things just for the sake of it. It's it's similar to how I feel about like comic books, Okay, like the Watchmen movie being the perfect example for me still of like, you know, just because something is a great comic doesn't mean that's like just an audition for it to become a film. Yeah. You know, like media, the choice of medium and the use of form mm-hmm. is integral to the function of a good work of art. Right. And like, so you can't just take like, oh, a comic book looks like a storyboard for a movie. So let's just shoot it like it looks in the comic and that'll work great. And then yeah. we'll make fuckloads of money and everyone be like, cool, there's a movie. And it's like, okay, well, first off, why? Yeah. You know, like, why can't it just be, you know, why can't Watchmen just be the greatest use of the comic book medium ever? Mm-hmm. You know, and it is. Yeah. And it's like, it's so just superficial and idiotic to think that like these things translate one to one just like that. Um, right. You know, and that's the approach a lot of people take when when doing this type of stuff. And it's really asinine. Um, on top of it, you know, there's just the, you know, you have to cut so much nuanced stuff out, you mm-hmm. know, because of the change in format. Um, even just like, you know, the fact that like the way you interact with a comic where you turn a page and, you know, what's in front is hidden away and then revealed to you. And it can be a two page splash right. or it can be tiny little panels that take, you know, a long time to dissect and go through, um, you know, and you can stop and you can go backwards and, you know, there's a, a you know, when you watch a movie, the element of time is just moving front to back. You mm-hmm. can't adjust it. I mean, sure, if you're watching it at home, you could nitpick, but yeah, the regular cinematic experience is you hit play and it plays until the end. Yeah, you know, a comic. If you you know were reading it, you can go back a page and look at something again, and you know, or stand there, sit there on one big spread and take your time, and like 
all these things completely affect like how the story is being told. Yeah. And like, it's just so disingenuous to these choices that artists make, like really, you know, informed choices they make as far as storytelling to think that like Mm -hmm. you could just, you know, make this lateral move from like a still image on a page to a frame from a movie that's now moving. Right. And it's going to, you know, work the same way. Yeah. It's just so stupid. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, again, like translating now these, yeah, these animated movies to live action versions, it's the same thing. It's just like, why? Or making like, because, you know? well, I mean, Mary Poppins Returns is a sequel. It's not a, a remake. Sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. A, oh, yeah, a, yeah. You know, it is a sequel. It's just talking it. more broadly about no, like, no, yeah, yeah. some of just the live action stuff they're doing. But um, so, yeah, but but good point, though, to, to bring it back to that. Um, I, look, I looked up a like a list of Disney. It looked like I think it's in in March of uh, 2010 is when Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland came oh, out. Oh, right. So oh, if, yeah. we're, if we're thinking, like, under the Disney umbrella, like, remakes, spinoffs, and sequels, mm-hmm. I think that was the one. And it did do well. It did make a lot of money. But yeah. I think that's what spurred this whole Disney-fying, yes. you know, <laughs> of the old one. So it was Alice in Wonderland, uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, which you still need to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Nick Cage classic. Uh, Maleficent. And then uh, the Kenneth Branagh-directed Cinderella. Oh, right. Uh, yep. John Favreau, The Jungle Book. Uh, they made a sequel to Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Beauty and the Beauty. Beast. And then Christopher Robin. Oh, right. And yep. then coming up next, it looks like more of their um, classic ones. Dumbo Oh, yeah. And the Tim next. Burton Dumbo. Uh, Aladdin, The Lion King. They're doing Lady and the Tramp. Guy Ritchie's Aladdin. Guy Ritchie's <laughs> Aladdin. <laughs> you know, I mean... John Favreau's The Lion King. But, yeah, you know, but again, like... I guess to bring this all around, um, you know, that's that's so that's where I stand just in general with Disney's like big push towards all this live action stuff now Mm -hmm. is like, you know, I just don't see the need for this translation medium. So this one, you know, Mary Poppins Returns, yes, is is an actual sequel. Yes. So, you know, I give this one certainly more credit for like having a reason to exist. (laughs) True. Um, But, you know, even just from what I can tell from the story uh, that's presented in the trailer and for I remember the original, it's. Pretty, I mean, they pretty much just say, like, right in there, like, I'm here to watch after the kids again. Yeah. And then the kid, you know, the actual children are like, oh, that's great. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'll watch you guys, too. And it's like, no, I'm actually here for your parents because they're still children. Yeah. And so it's, like, pretty much just telling you, like, we're just going to do this over again, you guys. Like, mm-hmm. you know, remember what we did last time? Same Let's Do it again. Thing. Yeah. Here we go again. <laughs> just your like parents Mama have, Mia. Your parents have lost the action. Yeah. Or the magic. And, and, you know, and on top of it, it's like, you know, to... Uh, what you were talking about a little bit earlier, how you like musicals that, you know, you know, a present you with something a little more on screen, but also have something to sort of like balance the, yeah. you know, buoyancy mm-hmm. and sort of like sickeningly saccharine sweet nature of a musical, um, you know, with some like, you know, tragedy or some sort of realism, you know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, they have the, you know, small thing in the, you know, uh, Ben Wishaw, like, you know, loses his wife. Loses, yeah. Um, and it just, you know, it just feels like it just feels like another Disney movie, you know, like it's just a very, yeah, it's a very typical Disney move, uh, you know, within like all of their story. It's like either like parent or like sibling or spouse, you know, of the main character is like either prior to the events or like very early on, like, you know, separated from them somehow, Mm -hmm. it be through death or distance or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then that's what spurs, you know, this need for like now this new sort of magical, 
creature or person to come about and like you know show them their own internal greatness right you know and it's just it's such like a trope at this point and like this is i don't think this is doing anything to break this mold no and i don't necessarily think that's what the fans want either right i don't think i think people are loving this because it's like oh it's so familiar yeah it's mary poppins it just feels like the old one Mm -hmm. again and it's like okay fine you know it's if that's what you want, like it sounds like that's what you're gonna get, and yeah. I and I don't think like this is the audience that wants like some profound reimagining of no. this thing or anything like that. You know, they're sort of like just don't fuck it up. Yeah. You know, for me, right? And like ruin the original because it is a direct sequel. It's like yeah. now you know these characters' stories are like the continuation of the yeah. kids we saw, and I don't want you like ruining that for me. I think there's like a part of it too with these like sequels and like sequels remakes you know whatever musicals that it just doesn't uh nothing about it feels uh real to me but i know that that's like the point in a disney movie is for it to be like very fantastic yeah it's very pure fantasy. escapism yeah. yeah you know um but i i just like uh i don't know i mean i really liked what they it wasn't a disney movie but i liked what was attempted with like snow white and the huntsman Mm-hmm. You know, um, movie wasn't great, but like they really swung for the fences on it. And it was just uh, was that the Tarsum? No, that one? was um, no, that, I didn't see the Tarsum one. OK, Tarsum one was I think it was called like Mirror Mirror or like. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I forget what it was. But Snow White and the Seven. No, Snow White and the Huntsman, Huntsman was yeah. the one with uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth and Kristen Stewart. And it was directed by. Oh, that's Ru- right. Okay. I forget yeah. what the director was, but there was this so whole those thing. Those came out like really close to each other. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, they did actually. Yeah. And so this one was like a much like, it was a more of like a darker take, mm-hmm. like on the tale, where I guess I'd nobody, I guess nobody knew that there was like a huntsman character like in the original story. And so they brought that element back into it. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, and like the dwarves were still there. But like, I think it's actually, uh, who's the guy that played? Bob Hoskins plays one of the dwarves and it was like one of his last roles like ever mm. like on screen uh, <laughs> and he plays like you know this like half blind like you know dwarf yeah you know the leader of them and stuff like that but they weren't this group of like you know jolly we kind of dressed the same people they were just like you know really gritty mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah dwarves <laughs> um but uh, I feel like I, I, I would like those sort of interpretations of Disney stories as opposed to like, let's just do a, you know, scene for scene, you know, kind of how like what you were describing with like Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Like you're taking, you know, this panel and you're just like mimicking it again. And that's what just feels very like unoriginal to me with these movies is that like I can directly attach it to like, the animation or like the song or what happened with the kids in the original Mary Poppins. And, you know, I don't know how you do those movies other than, you know, to do them, how Disney does them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like I just want something, you know, I'm actually really looking forward to like the Mulan. They're doing a Mulan. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, and I really like the director uh, of, of it, but um, I'd like to see how that's, that's taken Mm -hmm. because, it is an Asian story. It's it's deals with like war, you know, um, and it's not a musical. It will not be a musical. Oh, good. Even though the Mulan animated is has music and is a musical, mm-hmm. like, uh, and they got a lot of flack for it. They got yeah. a lot of flack in in people reacting to being like, why isn't it a musical? Like, it, there has to be music in it. And there's one thing the, dir- the director is Nikki Caro, 
she said that like, no, like this is not going to be a musical. Nice. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, okay. That's like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I like that, you know? And so, um, I don't know. I yeah, guess yeah, that seems like a more worthy, like, you know, uh, reimagining or like a, you yes. know, a reason to take this from an animated thing to a live action thing is like, yeah, you know, again, that's the, perfectly to my point is (laughs) like you see backlash when you're trying to differentiate the two yes you know if you're not just making the exact same thing then people start to get pissed off yeah you know and that's what's so and then and then you know you do it again and they're like well this is just the same thing over and over again it's (laughs) like well that's what you fucking wanted yeah like people don't know what you want yeah um so yeah i you know i think that's the right approach is like we're not gonna fuck with the animated one the animated one stands as it is it's its own thing you want that version like that's there Mm -hmm. and you know we're gonna do this live action thing because it's going to be something different and it doesn't have to be yeah this like you know super like artsy take on the material or anything like that it can be even as simple as like we're gonna make it more of just like a dramatic thing instead of like a musical Mm mm-hmm and that's cool. You know, that feels like more of a reason to invest, you know, like human actors into it so they can really right. bring that level of emotion to it. Um, you know, if all you're trying to do is like, you know, imitate what's already been done well as an animated film, then it's just like mm-hmm. you're always going to fall short, I feel like, no matter what. It's also kind of like what you said, like when we reviewed uh, really, it's really in one of our earlier episodes when you reviewed um when we reviewed the solo, the mm-hmm. trailer to solo, like you brought up, which I actually tell people now, like when I'm talking <laughs> to them about Star Wars, even though like I am still like a big Star Wars fan, like I always reference what you said in terms of like how Star Wars is borrowing from itself mm-hmm. right now. Like, and in the beginning, how like George Lucas was borrowing from like, you know, Joseph Campbell and Akira Kurosawa yeah. and like really <laughs> digging into film history to bring something, bring it to a new interpretation with what he was doing. But now all we see in Star Wars movies are light reenactments of classic previous star wars movies yeah, yeah right you know and so there's nothing original about yeah. it like force like, awakens again yeah. also disney right you know, exactly. it's, it's the exact same thing mm-hmm. they were just like let's just remake the first one yeah because let's not fuck with people's emotions or expectations right. you right. know it's just a bigger version of what you already know exactly exactly yeah. and so and i mean sometimes like sometimes it works sometimes there's that like for force awakens for me it worked even though like i saw every single movie inside of that one movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was... It had been so long, it had been, like, 30 years, and I was just like, fuck, yes, this is... All right, great, whatever. It was better than their last three efforts. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, But, like... But, yeah, with the, you know, the, um, the Beauty and the Beast movie, like, really broke me. Like, I was super fucking pumped for that movie. Like... I can watch the animated movie and just cry when they have their first dance. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is amazing. They're falling in love. Like, fuck, this is great. Yeah. But like, watching the the Beauty and the Beast live action was was too much of a shot for shot, music beat for music beat interpretation of it. Uh-huh. And the only parts of the movie that I actually had a good time with were the parts of the movie that people in that like critics were really upset about. Like there was like some, some, um, not, not, uh, there were like these part, there are times in the movie where it alluded to maybe like, uh, Gaston's buddy, LeFou, Mm uh, like being gay or that he might be gay. And people were just fucking upset about it. And I'm like, what the, like, 
what the fuck is your problem? And like, honestly, there were two times I genuinely laughed in the movie. Yeah. One was when like Gaston is having his big, you've seen the Beauty and the Beast, right? Uh, it's kind of similar to Mary Poppins. Like okay. I know I have, but yeah. I, yeah. There's a song he does in like a bar or whatever, mm-hmm. right? It's a Gaston song, but like LeFou is there and he's a part of it. Okay. But there was one, there's one part in that scene where like, you know, it's alluded to that maybe he's gay or something and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, when everybody's storming the castle and all the inanimate objects, like the dresser and shit are coming alive and like fighting against, you know, the human characters, mm-hmm. there's a dresser that, you know, uh, comes out and starts like fighting some of the, some of the human people. Yeah. And like one of the people, uh, uh, the dresser grabs the guy and like dresses him up like a woman. Like it's just like really, really, really crazy. And then like, you know, the guy's got the guy gets so turned around that like he does a three sixty and like turns to camera and then like looks at what he's looking at and then like does this really cheesy like gay smile to the <laughs> to the to the dresser almost kind of like thank you yeah you know right. and it was so great I was like this is fantastic yeah but like that's if anybody wrote anything negative about that movie it was those scenes in the movie yeah when i was like when it carved out its own identity (laughs) yeah pretty much it's it's always like it's so it's so unsurprising at this point yeah it's just such a bummer like how predictable that shit is it's Mm -hmm. like you know like last jedi was a perfect example of like yeah they were like no we're trying to make this trilogy like you know its own thing (laughs) instead of just a remakes and everyone was like -uh." (laughs) nah And yeah, yeah, you know, I, I didn't particularly care for Last Jedi. I'm not just don't really care about Star Wars that much in general. But yeah. again, like similar to your reaction to Beauty and the Beast, what I liked about it was what everyone was bitching about. Yeah. Right. And I was like, why is this what you're complaining about? Yeah. Like, this is the most interesting thing about this being a story or a film or like a new work. You mm-hmm. know, like if you want the old, like what is so problematic with just like, if you want the old thing, the old thing's still there. You yeah. know, it's like you just want a fresh coat of paint on it. It's like seven movies in. This is what you're bitching about. Yeah, like, come on now. I mean, it's yeah. No, it's it's just always it's very disheartening. Yeah. You know, it's like people, artists, and everyone, and especially with how much you know um, feedback and like interactivity there is now. Mm-hmm. What you know, open dialogue there is, I guess, between like creators and audience. Yeah, uh, which I don't think is always a good thing. No. Um, uh, you know, it 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 creates this weird atmosphere where it's like, um, you know, people feel like they can dictate what something should be. Yes. Just because they have a voice and like, oh, hey, you know, J.J. Abrams or whoever is active on Twitter. Right. So I hit them up, and if they ignore my criticisms, that means they just don't want to hear what <laughs> right. I have to say because it's too real, not like they're just a fucking artist who's doing their job and like wants to create what they want to create, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And like, that's how it used to be. It was like, you just credit, you didn't go online and bitch like to the person that like you did it wrong. Right. You know, you would just criticize the film. Mm-hmm. It wasn't this like, Oh, you know, well they should have done this and blah, blah. And like, you know, it would have been so much better if this right. happened. It was just like, no, you made a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, whatever. But there was this underlying respect that it was like, you you know, you were doing your own thing. Like yeah. You tried to like bring this story to a new place or take these characters somewhere. And I'm sure it didn't work out. But mm-hmm. like, you know, hey, again, the one we liked, it's still fucking there. You know, yeah. if you want the original trilogy, it's been updated. It looks beautiful on Blu-ray. Like you can watch that shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
you don't need it like over again. So like let people create what they're going to create. And it's, you know, yeah, it's not always going to work, but like you're not going to get to those new giant leaps of like, oh, fuck, Mm -hmm. this is amazing unless risks are taken. Yeah. And, you know, what bothers me is that like this environment creates a scenario where like, you know, artists and companies that make movies aren't willing to take these risks anymore. Yeah. You know, and so we'll never get those new leaps. What we end up with is just rehashes. Yeah. Because they know it's safe and they know that's what will make money. And, you know, the audience will basically like, you know, yeah, a few people complain about like one or two little things. But for the most part, everyone's going to be thrilled. Yeah, right. You know, and um, and so, yeah. So with Mary Poppins, you know, even this being a sequel, it's like that's what bothered even being a sequel. It still feels that's almost why, like when I was talking before, I kind of lumped it in with the rest of just like the live action, you know, remakes yeah. that they're doing because yeah. in a lot of ways it just feels like, I don't know, it's it's like a remake disguised as a sequel. Yeah. Honestly, is what it is, mm-hmm. from what I can tell from the trailer at least. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's what audiences want now. There's nothing that says that you can't like cuz I think the first movie took place in 1910. Mhm. And then this movie I think takes place in the 30s. Mhm. So there's nothing that says that, like, if this movie, you know, does gangbusters that, you know, you'll get we'll get another Mary Poppins movie where she comes in. That's the Mary Poppins movie I want to see. Yeah. I want to see Mary Poppins show up in the fucking 80s. Oh, save for the off ramp. <laughs> oh, so ready. <laughs> yeah. Mary Poppins comes in in the 80s. I'd love to see that outfit. <sighs> they would have to totally, like, revise, like, everything. Deborah Harry. Bitch, what are you wearing? <laughs> oh, dude, Deborah Harry. Deborah yes. Harry as 80s Mary Poppins. Oh, dude, that would be awesome. Talk about missed opportunities yeah. in the universe. You, but you know what? Just created a parallel universe where that did happen. Yeah. And it's the fucking hottest movie ever. <laughs> Disney Elseworlds. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that's that that's the uh those anyway. are the those are the remake sequels and uh spin-offs that I want to see are the Disney Elseworld spin-offs. There you go. And I mean every once in a while like we get those movies like clearly like y- you know um like Pan's Labyrinth is you know a version of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. You know to an extent. You sure. Know, it yeah. has it has a little bits of those that DNA in them and clearly like Disney will never do like a very uh, I guess Disney compared to Pan's Labyrinth, they'll never like do that hardcore of a version of one of their properties, right? right? But I mean, well, but what's funny about that though is that like that's at the original stories that these were derived from are closer to Pan's Labyrinth than yeah, they are to the Disney right. version, I like the, you about, know the yeah. Grimm's fairy tales and like mm-hmm. all the folklore from you know Europe and shit like that is like really gruesome, yeah, because it was intended to fucking terrify kids so they would behave. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 So it was like the consequences were fucking real, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) And then they got watered down, and then yeah, Del Toro comes around and does. And Pan's Labyrinth is great. I'm not decrying him or anything like that. Yeah, Yeah, I fucking love that movie. But it's just funny that like you know people they're like, oh, this is such a unique take on like the material and stuff like that. It's like (laughs) you've seen this really where it originally (laughs) where what it was originally like actually. Yeah. Yeah. We're so used to the watered down versions now that like right people take it back to those origins you know it's like shocking in a way and i honestly like i don't begrudge anybody that like loves the disney live action movies like if you dig them like that's great like you know i mean i think i think everybody in some form or fashion like has that movie or series or or something that like it is from their childhood and it'll just always be like a like a favorite you know um i think 
I mean, I think for me, that's not Disney. It might be like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's just, you know, I will go and see like everything that comes out. You know, yeah. I will see, you know, the live action show that eventually is going to come out. All, all that kind of stuff. But I mean, after a while, I mean, like, you know, they released that uh, uh, that trailer to The Lion King. And it is a shot for shot remake of the tra- of the trailer from the early 90s. Yeah, it's literally a shot for shot trailer. Yeah. So it's like while <laughs> while it's cool to see, you know, something computer generated and, you know, be able to see like the, f- you know, the hair follicles on like the lion's face or sure, like the cup's yeah. face. Like, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. Like I was in awe as well. Like there is nothing new that has been brought to the general pop population to show you that we're doing the Lion King and it's different. You just yeah. showed me the same thing. It's over. Exactly. It's yeah. just, it's a tech demo. Yes. You know, is what it feels like to me. I'm yeah. just like, okay, yeah. You know, just cause you were so obsessed with the question, with the idea that you can, that you forgot to consider <laughs> whether or not you should. Where is you that know? from? Isn't that from like, a, it's, like it's, from Terminator or yeah, something? It's from like some shit. Sad. Yeah. That's like a, you know, it's a pretty standard, yeah. you know, kind of question to raise about and then the world advancement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I know where it's from. Mm. I know exactly where it's from. And it's interesting that you right now kind of embody a little bit. <laughs> you kind of look like the person that said it, but that is, uh, uh, Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, telling John Hammond at the dinner table. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Your scientists were so concerned with, with chaos theory, man. Chaos theory. I'm all yes. about it right now. It's it's, it's taken root in filmmaking yes. and just like culture generation <laughs> in general. I guess. I gotta watch that scene again. That was so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right good. in the middle of you saying that, I was like, wait a minute. Oh I, shit. It's like I'm seeing some gold blooms right here. I don't know what it was yet. <laughs> Um, okay, let's off-ramp this a little bit to wrap it up. Yeah. Let's off-ramp uh, Mary Poppins. Yeah, Mary Poppins Returns. Mary Poppins Returns. Um, uh, we Maybe we kind of touched on it lightly, but maybe I'll add this. Uh, well, no, you actually kind of answered that question. I was going to ask you, like, what era and what person would you want to play Mary Poppins other than Emily Blunt yeah. in the 1930s? Oh yeah, well yeah, Deborah Harry in the eighties. Deborah Harry great. in the eighties. Um, I mean, there could, you could do a lot of variants on that. I also, uh, well, I'd like you to answer the question, your own question. Uh-huh. Uh, but I have, I have an alternate take on Mary Poppins Returns as well. Okay. That we won't be seeing. All right. Um, but era and actress Mary Poppins. What's your, what's your choice? I would do a urban setting. In the let's do the era of like Motown, ooh, like maybe seventies, okay. eighties. Uh huh. But Chaka Khan would be my Mary Poppins. <sighs> Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And awesome. I would get like if anybody knows like the sound of like like Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings or like Charles uh-huh. Bradley ish, <laughs> like that would be my music. Those my would be the musical music. numbers. <laughs> That'd be so would sick. be those. You know what I mean? Like all right. Yeah. If that can't, I would change my tune on musicals if that movie existed. I'm, yeah, I'm or start likewise, on it right away. Yeah, likewise, if same exact thing starring like Pam Greer also oh, as God, like yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't know if she can sing and dance like Chaka Khan can, but <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. In fact, yeah. However, you know, doing like a doing like a black exploitation Mary Poppins would also be like. But not like, you know, hamming it up. Like no. straight no, we're making like a legit Mary Poppins movie here. Yes. But we're just going like full on yeah. 70s black exploitation, you know, route with it. And she wouldn't come from like from the sky or anything. I wouldn't have her come from the sky. Show up in a hoopty. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. You know. Just roll up. 
Right. <laughs> but I'd have moments in the movie where I'd, you know, like I'd make it so culturally appropriate that, you know, I might uh, I might pitch or try to reenact like her trying to sit on a bus and like mm. people telling her to like, this is your spot. She pulls a full Rosa Parks. She pulls goes, a Rosa Parks. Goes, yes. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but I mean, definitely not for laughs, but definitely for like, you yeah. know, it being like the era that we're trying to. Yeah, like, I have fucking standing ovation in that moment. You know what if I, I mean? was in that theater. I like, saw that happen. I'd be know, like. Yeah. Because Dorian <laughs> and I, we went to a film screening and we saw this guy with a shirt, with that Rosa Parks shirt. Yeah. It was a black shirt and it was white text and it said, nah. And it was like it said Just Rosa quote, Parks nineteen. Quote, yeah. yeah, and it was great. You know, it's amazing. It was a great shirt. Um, but I, I mean, it really summed up what she did. Yeah, you know? Just, no, yeah, <laughs> not right, in like not. a reductive way. It was <laughs> no. just like, damn. Yeah, but that would be my Very Mary pithy. Poppins. I would uh, Chaka Khan, Motown era. You know. Yeah. All right. What's um, your uh, what's your what's your take on? Uh, so if Mary Poppins returns had engaged in some sort of role reversal where yes, Mary Poppins returns, but <gasps> it turns out that Mary Poppins is the one whose life has actually turned to shit. And now she has sort of lost her spark and doesn't see the magic in the world anymore. Yeah. And it's the kids who she imparted this lesson upon yeah. in their youth that now have to remind her of all of this. That would be great. I would find that to be a far more compelling premise for this film. And a far more interesting way of not just retelling the lessons from the first one, but sort of developing them while also reinforcing them. Yeah. Uh, and moving them forward. Yeah. You know, while, you know, in a way, yes, you are retelling the same lessons about like, you know, right. finding your in, in, inner greatness and that, you know, it's there. It's mm -hmm. like that message is almost even more poignant when we have a person who we know possesses these magical powers because we've seen them. Yeah. You know, and that she's sort of lost that and that the kids and like, sort of their mundane way have mm -hmm. to like create that same magic yeah. for this person who has actually lived magic and become jaded to it. That's beautiful, man. Um, you know, that to me would be a far more interesting movie. And I think would also very much, unlike previous off ramps, which have been really like, they would never make that. Yeah. I think this would be like a more touching and a more interesting Disney. Yeah. Movie than, you know, just like we're doing it again, but now there's an adult with like a dead yeah. life. Cause now in my head, like now as like, if you know, you put on like your writer's hat and like your inner writer's room trying to figure out, like, it's like in my head right now, I'm trying to figure out like, wow, how would I, how would the kids even come into contact? Like with Mary Poppins, who is this magical figure that comes out of the fucking sky all the time. Well, this is the non Disney part. They'd like, they'd like find her like, you know, like drunk and half raped in an alley. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. This is the off ramp that I'm used to. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> there might be other creative options yeah. there. But yeah. 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 Or even if she still we came can write from it the sky, but she like, and she, like <laughs> she just crashes through the roof one yeah. day and is like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Is that you? Yeah. What's up, Charlie? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the kid's name is. She's just a mess. Or maybe you know? she's like working at like a, you know, department store. Yeah. Like she's forgotten who she is. And the kids are like, no, yeah, totally. I think that's. They're like Mary Mary Poppins. She's like, oh no, I'm I'm Marion Poppinson. Yeah, I don't know who this Mary Poppins is. You yeah. speak of, she sounds very informal. Right, not me. Mm -hmm. I'm very buttoned up. <laughs> uh, okay, I got one more. I got one more, and then I think I'm done. Uh, I would make. Yeah. Uh, 
I would make uh, Mary Poppins a uh, either like crossdresser or like transgender Ooh. character. Damn, I'm trying to throw some left curves yeah. at, Mary, at the Mary Poppins like mythology here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I get it. You know, your wife died. You know, yeah. you're not having fun anymore. Your this kids still, are suffering. Yeah, still at the end of the day, though, you're you're in general a bunch of like well-to-do white people living in England. Pretty you know? much. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? not like that bad for you. No, you know. Yeah, you're you're all right. you're you're good. Yeah, yeah, you're all right. General, your needs are met. You know, yeah. you have safety, contentment, comfort. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. looking to deal with some like real, real oppression here. Damn. Yeah. So Mary, so Mary Poppins. Are you are you positing now that she because of you know her uh, her uh, gender identity uh-huh. has somehow been like outcast from like the larger community of of magical au pairs? Ooh, I didn't even think about that. I mean, this is going back into like crimes yeah. of Grindelwald territory, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, and just yeah, sort yeah. of like yeah, reapplying uh, you know what's becoming a. No, I don't I don't I don't think so. I feel like uh So how does her transgenderness play into I guess the story? Like where are you going to go with it? It all depends on like the kids or yeah. if, even if there are kids. What if one of the kids Yeah, what if like one of the kids grew up to just be like a fucking basically like a like a white supremacist yeah, or something, something and then Mary Poppins comes back and they're like, "Oh, Mary, we love you." And she's like, "Well, you know, I used to be Marty Poppins." Yeah. You know. <laughs> like <laughs> And then, like, the kid has it, like, he's, you know, yeah. been held this, like, person up in his mind as yeah. this, like, idyllic. Just a little bit of American history X. <laughs> 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 it's Let me tell you about that time I got gang raped oh in the showers. My God. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, Jesus. Damn. Mary Woo. Poppins X. <laughs> Mary Poppins X. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's good. Um, okay. No, I guess just to, I mean, uh, like, I mean, I, I, I feel like I would take the, uh, the idea of like a, um, like a drag show, you mm-hmm. know, just sort of that, that, that fun and that liveliness and, you know, the, the colors and the costumes. And I mean, like, you know, we've, we've been around like, you know, Jojo sometimes enough just to see like different, different, I'm genuinely surprised that like the different ways, like he looks sometimes. Oh or, yeah. Like, just like whether it's like a, a wig or a dress or it's, it's nails or something, that yeah. is like attached to him, you know, in some way for the purposes of a show. Yeah. And like, I just really am like fascinated with that. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to like take that, you know, uh, that sort of uh, look and aesthetic and, and plop it into like a character like Mary Poppins mm-hmm. and like break a story somehow Yeah, uh, right, that right. involves either, you know, you know, drag queens or you know transgender or like gender identity or or this or that or whatever because i mean ultimately at the end of the day i feel like i there's a there's a story and there's a heart to the story of mary poppins that i feel like can get plopped into any race any generation sure yeah any sort of thing and like i kind of want to see it put into those those areas of of life yeah you know because i think they might add uh, you know, no pun intended, they might add a little bit more color mm-hmm. and might be a little bit more fresh. Yeah. You know, in a way to that to that character. So like a like a two Mary, two Poppins kinda. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So that's what I would uh Yeah. That's what I would do with with Mary P. Yeah. 
<laughs> Old MEP. Old MEP. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I think we've posited some scenarios here. I think they've been good. Uh, yeah. No, sufficient number of yeah. <laughs> alternatives have been <laughs> presented today. Mary Poppins X, and uh, you're you're very heartfelt. Yeah. Pitch for yeah a Mary Poppins movie, which w- would you still call it Mary Poppins? Mary Poppins Returns. You I think still it's still Mary very Pro- much Mary Poppins Returns. Okay. It's just like that's kind of the twist on it. It's like yeah. you think she's coming back to like it's like the dark save the family, rises. but it's like man, you know, now yeah. the family's got to save her. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. I like it. So on that note, we out. We're out. We're flying away into the clouds. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Uh, next week we're gonna do uh, oh yeah what are, year are we, end wrap up we're gonna do some year end wrap some yes. year end wrap up shit some like yeah. top fives we're still figuring it out we but are. it's it's not gonna be a trailer again because no. yeah we, that's that's kind of like a fifty fifty thing for us now yeah is actually reviewing trailers but also you know January not much interesting stuff coming out and there's been a lot um, excuse me uh, from this past year that uh, we haven't been able to discuss even with the ample time we've given ourselves on our on our episodes mm-hmm. um, that we would like to uh, to share with our, our listeners by which I mean most of our friends that we see on a weekly basis anyway <laughs> so uh, until then fuck off rub one out later <laughs> <laughs>